What's up, Sober Family? Welcome to I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye, the podcast for learning to love ourselves instead of booze. I'm your host, Dana Crawl, and with me in the studio is Al K. Hallfrey, my co-host and spirit animal for sobriety. I'm a former Army chaplain who developed a toxic relationship with alcohol after leaving the military. And after recovering, white-knuckling, relapsing, and hitting rock bottom, I finally discovered the not-so-secret ingredient to sobriety, finding and contributing to a community. So whether you're sober curious or newly sober and looking for community, guess what? You're in the right place. Today, we're going to ask the question, can I ever experience the life of the party again without alcohol? My guests are three of my sober sisters who I met on the Reframe Recovery app. We've got Liseth from upstate New York. Like, we'll give a wave. There we go. And uh, we've also got Vonda, who is from Hoboken, right across the river from the city. And then Jen is also from New Jersey, but she's a little bit further to the west, but she also works in New York City. So ladies, welcome. I would like for you all to introduce yourselves maybe in that order and tell us what you're drinking today and make sure that you share the recipe for that. And Vonda has also got the mocktail cam set up. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, then you will enjoy watching Vonda actually make her favorite margarita that has no alcohol in it. So, Lisette, take it away. Hi, Dana. Thank you. Um, hi, ladies. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Lisette. I'm originally from Dominican Republic, lived in New York City most of my adult life, and have been living in upstate New York for the last four years, I want to say. So settled up here where it's not so crazy and hectic. Um, I am drinking a mocktail that my reframe sister Heidi put me on to. It is um, cranberry juice, orange juice, seltzer water, and just an orange to kind of garnish it. And um, it tastes really good. It's really refreshing in the summer. And um, yeah, that's what I'm drinking, guys. Liseth, what do you call that fantastic sounding mocktail? Oh, you know what? Heidi didn't give me a name for it. So we're going to call call it the the Heidi. Heidi. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) There you go. It's the Heidi. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Liseth, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a joy to get to know you and your shares on our uh, daily Zoom calls are always so inspirational. Um, Vonda, would you kick us? uh, Speaking of, Vonda was the guest on uh, season one, episode one. She was my first guest on this podcast. And she is the reason I, I I named that episode the spark that I needed to stop the madness. Vonda's um, extroversion, really, and, and just her enthusiasm and her kindness and grace to herself in her early sobriety really inspired me and helped me to finally say enough is enough. So Vonda, please uh, introduce yourself further and tell us what you're drinking. Absolutely. So the first thing I want to say, Dana, being at the very beginning, my God, brother, you are you have really developed. And when that intro, I was like, bravo. So good for you, because you have really come a long way since that very first episode that we did. So I just wanted to just you know, acknowledge you for that. Thank you. And your owl, because you didn't have your sidekick, the owl, when I first came on. Yes, Al and I have come a long way, and uh, a long way from streaming your audio out of my speakers into my microphone. It sounded You sounded like you were in a cave. I was like, why did I post this episode? But I, at the time, it was just a hobby. I was like, I'm doing this. I'm just going to do it, and we're going to send it. And we're streaming live on YouTube, and I had no idea what was going on. So, Vonda, yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, 
so I'm also a Reframe user, and which is where I met Dana. And one of the things that really helped me um, in my sober journey is the discovery of mocktails, um, feeling festive, feeling like there's a special moment, being at a party and having that great drink in your hand. And it is amazing what it did for me psychologically. And so, yeah, I really want to share it. And, you know, I have several different mocktails to share, but I am going to start off, I'm going to call this the Macarita yes. um, because it's an alcohol-free margarita. So, um, yeah, that is the cutting board that you see in front of you with all the ingredients, and I'll go through those one by one. Thank you, Vonda. And Jen, tell us more about yourself and the um, handfuls of beers that you brought in at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Absolutely. And Dana, I'm so excited to be here. And I just want to echo what Vonda said. Like, we're so proud to see your journey and your and your growth and progress. So I'm excited to be on the show. Um, I, I was not a beer drinker. Um, I, but the NA beers are delicious. And I have quite a few in front of me. Um, the, my favorite is Athletic Brewing Company. Um, it's so good. I'm drinking Upside Dawn, but I think it's a wild something. The blue one is my favorite. Um, and I will say that beer used to make me feel really bloated, so I never drank beer. Um, I was like a wine, champagne, um, cocktails kind of girl. But these are light, refreshing for the summer, and exactly what Vonda said. It makes you feel like you're still a part of the group while everyone's pouring their alcoholic drinks and you have your drink and it's it's great. I really, I, I definitely echo what Vonda said. Well, I would echo what you're saying, Jen, about athletic brewing. I mean, it's uh, about twice as expensive as the cheap crap that I used to drink, but it tasted, the one that I tried tasted, I think it was Upside Dawn, and it tasted just like uh, one of the beers that I used to drink that had alcohol in it. And so it was very refreshing. I had it out by the pool. It was it was fantastic. So Jen, thank you for being here and thank you for stepping outside of your comfort zone. So I want to thank you all for being here. Vonda, why don't you show us this awesome like macarita that you're going to make and then we'll go with the conversation from there because I, I want Vonda to demonstrate exactly how. I mean, this looks like a bar. This looks like what you would see at a party and the only difference is there's just no alcohol in those drinks. So Vonda, show us like, and talk us through for the people that are listening what you're adding uh, to this great spread that you've got there. Uh, so look, so several things, right? When I stopped drinking, one of the benefits was health, right? And when I took a look at the alcohol-free drinks that were out there, most of them were filled with so much sugar. And it's like, okay, I really don't want that either. Like, how do I create something that I can drink daily and not have all this refined sugar in it. And so I came up with this and believe it or not, there's a lot of health values to this and I'll talk you through it. So I'm gonna use my little camera right here. And I, one of the things I'm gonna get up is ginger tea. And this is kind of the base of all of my mocktails. I go, I get real ginger. I go to the Asian grocery store because I can get like 10 pounds for like four bucks. It's great. I chop it up and then I put 350 grams into each baggie, throw it in the freezer because I go through a lot of ginger tea. Um, I do high pressure cook it in a, in a um, Instapot uh, for like 35 minutes. It gets all the nutrients out 
of that ginger and it leaves you, and then I strain it, and it leaves you with an amazing tea that um, fights inflammation, has no calories. It does have a bite to the taste, but we're going to cut that bite. But this is the healthy part of this mocktail. And so I just pour about half of my tea in there. The other thing I always, always do is I always have like fresh fruit. It's really important that I have something live because of the enzymes. Um, there's a big difference when you cut a lime, those enzymes are active for about 15 minutes. Um, after that, the enzymes are no longer active. So if you buy um, pre-squeezed, just know that you're still getting the taste, but you're not getting the health benefits. I love, Vonda, that it's so health conscious for you because I'm super health conscious. So this is good information. Thank you. Well, it is important, right? Because we do, uh, you know, as we go through this journey, and this is something I come home to every day. It is what I do when I come home. I used to come home. I was a daily drinker. Um, and I still use my Rydell wine glasses because I have tons of them. I still feel like, okay, it's a, something to help me at the end of the day. Like, oh, here's your gift for like, being productive today, having a great day. And it's pretty delicious. So I've got half a lime in there. Now, this right here is Ritual. This is a zero-proof tequila. It is, does it taste like tequila? No. Does it add a layer of flavor? Yes. And it adds smokiness. You can do as much as you want. I usually do about an ounce of it. Okay, the next thing I'm going to add, which is really, really important. In fact, if you look over here, I have tons and tons of stevia because once again i want this to be sugar-free this is probably one of the best stevias i have ever found it's kale this is coconut flavor to give me that tropical you know infusion for this um, margarita margarita so this right here this is the bomb absolutely the bomb if you were to look in my refrigerator you'd see 20 of these in all different flavors and this is just your seltzer water this is lime because i'm doing a margarita right so last but not least, because once again, I love live fruits in here. Um, I keep tons of different fruits, currants, blueberries, raspberries, grapes in my freezer because I like to add those. They add as ice cubes. They give it a little color. They swim to the top. And what they do is they soak in all the flavor as you're drinking it. And then at the end, you get a little fruit surprise. And there you have it. I feel like this should have been on Food Network, and we may need to contact them with <laughs> like a clip of this episode. Here. So, Lisette, you were saying that you... Um, Let me just say a few other things. Sorry, go ahead, Vonda. really quickly. Please. This drink, like, what's so amazing about this drink, because I started exploring. Um, I used to do tons of dinner parties. I would always pair my my wine and my champagnes with my foods. And so it was one of the first things I wanted to do. And you know, with the basis of the ginger tea, once again, I have this every day, so I'm getting my anti-inflammatories in. But like, it's amazing with peach. It is amazing with blueberries. Um, it is amazing with so many different flavors. I had it last night with pink grapefruit. I use different stevias to change up the flavor also, but believe it or not, a Pink grapefruit and a caramel was really good, and that shocked me. So yeah, just 
get all kinds of flavors and start playing with them. You know, we all have different taste buds and what we like and just find out what you like. I can tell you this, this margarita is one of my favorites, but literally last night when I had the, um, grapefruit and the caramel, I don't know why I put those two flavors together, but delicious. I love how Vonda gets so creative with, like, I feel like I'm not creative at all. So you might like, I don't know if at the end of the episode, there's an option for Vonda to like put all her recipes in or something like that. So I can reference them back because I need them in my life. <laughs> yeah, I tried the, had the ritual scotch and it's pretty good. I have to say, I also think too, the glassware Vonda. So what are you pairing the glassware with your, with your mocktails? Um, so when I do travel, I have to, I, I will say when I do travel, the ritual bottle does go with me. I usually, cause I, like I said, I go through a lot of ginger tea. I usually get a gallon baggie, put it in there. Um, and I'm almost always taking a cooler with me where, I mean, if it's a, it's a small cooler, if I'm just going to a party, um, and cause I'm letting people know who I'm going to show up at so that, um, you know, one of the slips that I have had in the past came from me, you know, meeting friends on the street that I haven't seen in years. They didn't know that I had stopped drinking. And, you know, before I knew it, they had bought me a margarita and, um, and I drank it. And so one of the things now I, I announce who they can expect me to be when I arrive at that party. So I let them know, Hey, I'm no longer drinking. Um, it's one of my safety shields. And guess what? I'm going to bring my own stuff. Is that a problem? Can I have a, like a little space? Because, you know, people will see that ritual bottle and they'll just think it's booze. And like, I just need an alcohol free space for me. And it's amazing. You know, usually I get my space. People know, oh, uh, you know, that's for alcohol free people. Um, but yeah, the gallon baggie absolutely takes care of all that. So the only thing I take or sometimes I pre-mix the ginger tea and the tequila if I know I'm going somewhere for a short period of time and I don't need a lot. But if I'm going on vacation, um, yeah, it's gallon baggies. So I don't have to carry all the glass. Yeah. No, that's a good point, too, I think. Um, being prepared ahead of the parties and bringing your own things um, and coming with a plan, that definitely helps. I've, I have found in my experience... Um, it's always the beginning of the party that can be a bit awkward when everyone's grabbing their drinks and you're not partaking. And But if you have your drink and you're ready to go, you smoothly get through that kind of beginning awkward phase. And then the rest of the party is a breeze, I find. Um, you know, in my experience, people are not asking if I'm drinking or not. You know, the conversations start rolling and, you know, but I don't know. How about, how about you ladies? What's been your experience? I would say for me, um, it's probably similar. I think like when you first get there, there's like that awkwardness, but once you get going, um, it's, you know, no one really cares. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but what I have noticed and cause it's right, this, this episode is called life of the party. Um, what I have noticed though, is, is that I can have fun without alcohol, but I am not the life of the party. And I never was unless I was drunk. And I'm not that extroverted and I'm not that outgoing. I'm more reserved and a little bit more shy. And what I have found is that that's okay. I don't have to be making a fool out of myself and everybody, oh my God, you know, like, that's okay. I can just chill, right? And everybody can, and I can converse and have a good time without having to be the center of attention. I don't, 
And not to say that people are trying to be this, but I was kind of trying to be the center of attention with my drinking. That's what I was trying to do. Um, and, and so that's good. Like, I feel good with that. And then I get to sleep and not be hungover the next day, which is just fucking awesome. The best well, feeling. And you know, Lizette, let me tell you something. When you see a video of yourself being the life of the party, you really get, like, you know, um, like, I, I have never been so embarrassed at, you know, some of the videos that I see and you're like, oh, my God, did I really do that? And you get, yeah. like... It's the fantasy in your head that you were some life of the party thing. You were just another either way too drunk because people weren't as drunk as you um, or everybody was as <laughs> toasted as you when you were all that. <laughs> um, right. And you really start to get that. And, you know, I remember the very first wedding that I went to where I was alcohol free and I had yet only told a few people. Um, I had told my coworkers because none of them drank anyway, and they didn't even really know I drank, and they were like, big deal. Um, but one of the things I did when I got to that wedding is I took my wine glasses and turned them upside down so that no one would serve me wine. And then I made myself get on the dance floor as soon as I walked in. Because I'm like, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this without alcohol. You're going to be fun. And, you know, there were still questions in my mind. Can you have a good time without alcohol? And you, we think about mm -hmm. our whole life. I mean, Jen, you and I have had this discussion many times. I really mm -hmm. didn't start drinking until my 30s. Wow. And I used to go to bars. I mean, in my 20s, I was that chick <laughs> running around with the Diet Coke in her hand on the dance floor. And people would say, why aren't you drinking? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just not that big of a deal for me. I mean, I might have one. Most times I wouldn't have any, but I always had a Diet Coke in my hand. Um, and I had fun prior to alcohol and um, or previous to alcohol. So I really had to get, like, I could do the same thing. And so I'm like, get on the dance floor. Just get on the dance floor. And when you start doing stuff like that, you really get, oh, my God, I'm dancing present. You know, it's been decades since I was present when I was on a dance floor and not looking like an idiot because I actually dance much better when I'm not intoxicated. Bonda, why did, that's so interesting that you didn't start drinking until your 30s. I, I had my first drink when I was like 10. What made you start drinking so later in your life? Okay, so, well, okay, now you want to get the backstory. Um, my, I mean, if you don't mind sharing it. No, I mean, like, there's very few people who aren't aware of this. Um, I have, I've done a lot of coaching throughout my life. I've shared this with a lot of people. But my youth was, um, you know, pretty unstable. There was some alcohol there, but there was more drugs than alcohol. And so by the time I was 18, I really... I found myself in a very desperate situation and I just, I had an aha moment and I was like, how am I going to get out of this? And it was more of a drug issue than an alcohol issue. And I, I fought my way out of that. Mm -hmm. And not only that, then I, because I was also a high school dropout at 16, I had dropped out of high school and I was selling drugs. And so I literally, you know, got out of that hole, got my GED, started college, which I couldn't believe someone actually let me into college. Um, actually did incredibly, incredibly well, and then started a career for myself and did incredibly well in my career. And for all those years, I was pretty much alcohol-free and definitely drug-free. And 
you know, so because I had that fresh memory, I had a very fresh memory of what it looked like to be really dependent. And so I just didn't really partake. I mean, it's not like I didn't drink, but I was definitely the one drink chick. That was it. And then in my 30s, you know, you're, you start getting success and making money and you're going out to more expensive restaurants. And before you know it, everybody's like, oh, you got to try this $100 bottle of wine or whatever. And before I knew it, you know, I just started drinking. And, um, and it was fun. It was great until it wasn't. Wow. That's so interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah. Seth, why don't you tell us about more of your backstory too? Because I had not heard a lot of that part of Vonda's story too. That helps fill in some of the gaps from our conversation on season one, episode one. But Lisseth, tell us about your story and how you started drinking and how you, um, how and when you got sober. And then we'll go to Jen. We'll put, we'll put y'all, I'm just going to put y'all on the spot here. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Vonda's story is really inspirational. Thank you, Vonda, for sharing that. I, I, I'm from Dominican Republic and I know, um, you know, when you did the podcast with Elmer and he's, um, also Hispanic and he was, you know, explaining how everybody drinks, um, in our countries. And so everyone really drank. None of my parents, my, I was raised by my aunt and my uncle and they weren't, uh, drinking every day. They weren't alcoholics, but whenever we did have gatherings, every, it, there was a lot of heavy drinking. And my aunt actually handed me my first beer to take a sip when I was 10, just like, Hey, do you want to try it? And so, you know, that's kind of how it all, how it started. And so I was really more of a drinker, um, you know, at parties as a teenager, I want to sneak out, party, get drunk, throw up, do it again the next day. Um, and then, you know, I had my son when I was 21. So it kind of slowed down a little bit. Now I'm a mom, I have shit to do. And, you know, I was, in an abusive relationship for nine years with my son's father. Um, but I didn't have any money. That's interesting that Bonda said that when she started getting uh, successful and having all this money, then it was like, let's drink. Because when I was in the relationship, I was the main breadwinner and there was no money to stretch for any kind of drinking. So when I finally got out of that relationship, while I was happy to be out, now all of a sudden I had this extra money because I didn't have to take care of this other adult. And I remember um, my mom coming to visit with her friend and they brought like a 24 pack of beer and we only drank a couple and then they left. And the next day it was just like, well, I was already working from home. I've been working from home since 2017. And I was like, well, let me have, a, let me have two, like I'm done with work. Let me have a beer. And then I said, well, one feels good, but two will feel much better. And then let me have a third one. And like, oh, now I feel good. And then it was like, I would do it the next day and the next day. By the time that like five days went by, I had gone through the whole thing. And then I was like, man, I want more. So I should go back and buy more. And it just kind of spiraled like that, just little by little. And then the pandemic hit. Well, before that, my mom passed away in late 2019. And instead of feeling the feelings like Dana was uh, talking about on Instagram earlier today or yesterday, I saw it today, um, feel those feelings. But I don't want to feel, I, I've never wanted to feel feelings. I've always wanted to just shove them down and not experience them. So when my mom passed, then I picked up 
the drinking a lot more. And then when the pandemic hit, and then I was in lockdown with my autistic son who doesn't talk, and it was just the two of us in a two-bedroom apartment, that's when it was done. And then I just spiraled out of control. I mean, I was like, if it was 11.55, I was like, it's almost 12. Let me make sure that I, when sometimes I would skip lunch, and I was like, let me make sure that I don't skip lunch so that I can start drinking sooner rather than having to wait until later. Um, and that really spiraled out of control. And then the reason that I decided to get sober was when I was diagnosed with gout. Um, I mean, I didn't stop drinking then. <laughs> I only started making rules for myself and trying to cut back. Um, but it was pretty obvious pretty soon that I wasn't able to cut back. And then I downloaded the Refrain app, app one day and... It's been uh, three months since, and it feels really good. And I'm really grateful for everyone on this podcast and everyone on the Reframe app because um, I, I don't think I could do it without all of y'all's support. So thank you. Well, Seth, that's an awesome story. And you've been, and I mean, I'm glad that other people get to be inspired by you because when from the first share that you made, it might have been a couple months ago now, I was like, Man, it, it was kind of like with Vonda. There, I mean, everybody shares are are good on there. I don't think there are shares that. I mean, there have been one or two people where I'm like, okay, I really don't want to hear that. Like, please stop talking. But I mean, ninety five percent or more of the shares are great, are are good. But there are those people that each of us kind of like feels drawn to, and I felt drawn towards Vonda um, because I think she and I are similar. Um, and just that we're, we're extroverted and we're energetic and we're like, here, here I am. And Vonda and I are kind of the life of the party, um, as in that extroverted sense. And I'm so glad you said that by the way, about the title. But my point is to say that like I, when you spoke, I was drawn to you because you as a single mom and you've talked about getting to the point where you could buy this house that you're sitting in right now and how big of a decision that was and how scary of an experience that was for you because you're thinking all of your thoughts circle around like how do I care for my son and you know you've been you've had things going on at work and everything it's just been so inspirational so thank you for sharing with the rest of the sober world uh, that uh, that you can do this. Uh, Lisette, I think, is a picture of someone who, even under very difficult circumstances, can can do it. Uh, so thank you. That was a long-winded way to say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, Dana, for those kind words and for just having me here. I, I am really appreciative to be able to join in with you guys. I'm so glad that you were able to join. And I am also so glad that Jen said that she would join because I know Jen is the opposite. Again, there's there's Vonda and Dana in the text group. And then there's the not there's the extroverts, and then there are the not extroverts in the and there's no I say this almost every episode now, but it's because I'm married to an introvert, and I'm so thankful that I'm married to an introvert because can you imagine someone who is as wired up and outgoing as me married to me? There would be a big smoking crater instead of this house behind me. Like I'm so glad that I married my opposite. And and so we all in this text group have been able to balance each other out as sober siblings. And Jen is one of the, the yins to my yang in that group. And I'm so excited that she's here. So Jen, before I continue talking chattily as an extrovert, please uh, share with us more about your story uh, because you've been a massive inspiration to me. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm seven months alcohol free 
And this is the longest I've ever gone um, since I was 16. And um, I would say that in 2019, I took a break from drinking. I lived in Manhattan for almost 10 years, and the culture in Manhattan is go to restaurants, go to bars, and you find yourself almost every night having at least a glass of wine, at least, and then on the weekends. And so I took a step back. I was, I had, uh, I had lost my job, and I was in a tough spot. And I thought, you know, alcohol is not the solution. I need to really clear my head and think about what I want to do with my career. And so I took a break. I took about 120 days off, uh, no help. I had no idea about like anything. I knew nothing about the impacts of alcohol. I really enjoyed it. My head was clear. I felt great. I went back to drinking that summer, and I could see like, oh, I miss that feeling of being, you know, that clear thinking. And so I took another break, um, the end of 2019, and then the pandemic hit, and just like everyone else, it was like, we're home, let's have a glass of wine, and then all of a sudden you find yourself just drinking regularly. And so um, I realized that it wasn't serving me anymore. It wasn't serving the goals I had, the dreams I had, the person I wanted to be. And I took... I said, I'm going to take another break, but this time I want to go longer, maybe a year, and I joined Reframe, but this time I educated myself, which I think is really important. I read a lot of books about alcohol and the impacts. I just kept thinking, and I was having panic attacks, which is something I've never had before. Um, I was having panic attacks and anxiety attacks, and I just thought, okay, let's, let's just like detox clear my head. And then as I did research, I realized how damaging alcohol really is to our bodies and to our systems. And more importantly, to our mind, which I, I had no idea. I mean, I think I just got so caught up in like everybody drinks it. you know, I've read articles that a glass of wine actually is good for you and believed that. Um, and so is a bottle. And, and so is a bottle. <laughs> a bottle. And, <laughs> and it's like everyone does it. And, um, and these last seven months, what I've discovered is that um, you know, not only do I feel better, but um, I think similar to Lisette, I also, I'm an introvert. And when I would drink, it would make me feel more comfortable. And then I'd want to go out and I'd be the life of the party. But I think sobriety has taught me to just be myself, um, to be authentic to me and to show up who I am instead of trying to artificially create someone else. And sobriety, I think, and it might be difficult in the beginning to, to kind of figure out who you are, but then you do, you know, as time goes on, you're like, this is, this is a great way to live. And so I've, you know, I started the journey with, I was going to take a year off. Um, and now, um, I love it. I love life. This is something that I want to pursue. Um, I don't, I don't see the, the benefits of drinking the way I used to. And I, you know, I'm connecting with my friends and family on a much deeper level. And so I'm excited to be on this journey. And I'm so excited. I met so many amazing people, Vonda, Dana, Lisette. It's so great. I mean, to meet all these amazing souls has been wonderful. So I guess that's my story. Can I just, just say one thing, Dana? Because, you know, it's so funny. I love you for thinking I'm an extrovert. I really, really do. I am a true, I'm a true introvert with extroverted skills. 
And I had to develop those, you know, and that's another conversation. That is another conversation. No, it's good you said that, though, because I think we think of extrovert as outgoing and introvert as quiet and shy and reserved, but it's not necessarily that. It's what gives you and what's like what makes you feel like you're most alive, you know, and for me, it used to be interactions with people like this. Like for me, I'm an extrovert today. But the introvert in me really started to come out in the pandemic because of work and family situations and things that were going on. And and then it was like being with people didn't give me life. And I just wanted to have that me time. So I know, again, from being married to an introvert, my wife just needs time for herself just to kind of like process and to have quiet. And I'm so glad you said that because it's an important distinction. Well, that's what alcohol used to feed me, right? It, It used to feed me my confidence and it allowed me. Um, because of everything, my, my childhood and all of my backstory, you know, I didn't even realize I had value until I was about 37. Um, that's when I started really developing myself. So, you know, because I didn't think I had any value, alcohol would allow me to go somewhere and feel like, okay, I can talk, I can speak, I'm not stupid. You know, whatever crazy thoughts we have in our head, right, that keeps us small, my, I call her my small Vonda. You know, I had to overcome my small Vonda and try to develop this big Vonda. You know, so, um, and outside of being alcohol free, it's, it's the first thing I decided. The first thing I decided was like, I'm going to make sure that in my head, nothing is wrong. Nothing is wrong. And that I am whole and complete right now as I am. And when I started going out, I'm like, you are going to do what you feel like you need to do. And I know it's scary, but you're gonna go do this. And like, it's so crazy that someone my age, what was it, six months ago, four or five months ago, went to her first wedding and was frightened to dance without booze. But I had, you know, you overcome those things because you're like, no, I'm gonna teach myself. I'm gonna retrain myself to get, but I'm amazing. I am amazing, whole and complete, just as I am without any substance whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, to Jen's point too, when Jen, you were talking about how, you know, when you, you, cause you took breaks periodically from booze and then you realized how mentally it was so much better for you. When I decided to stop drinking, um, I was really mostly just thinking about my physical health and being there for my son. Never in my wildest dreams did I realize that my mental health was going to be so much better. I mean, I, you know, to be 100% honest with everybody on here, just in case if anybody's feeling like this so that they know that they're not alone, I was having suicidal thoughts. It was, I was in a really, really, really low point in my life when I took the decision to stop drinking. And I haven't had one single thought like that in three months and I feel my best. And that's not to say that I don't have days when I feel sad or I feel lonely or whatever. Those days are still there, but I'm not feeling that depression and that really, really dark place. I never knew that it wasn't me. It was the alcohol. And that was just mind blowing. Oh, 100%. I mean, I was going to a therapist for over a year because my anxiety attacks and panic attacks were getting so severe. 
and they worked with me and not once did um, you know was it suggested that it was an alcohol problem and when I told my therapist I'm gonna take a break from drinking because I've tried everything from meditation to yoga um, you know getting a good night of sleep drinking lots of water positive affirmations and nothing was working I when I, when I said I was taking a break from drinking, she said, well, you're not an alcoholic, so don't expect any difference. I don't want you to set the expectation. And, um, you know, and I think it's interesting because I guess our culture is just so ingrained that it's an, you know, it's an acceptable thing to do. And she kept saying, she was almost arguing, saying, yeah, but a glass of wine at the end of the day, you know, does make you feel better. Um, and so sure enough, um, you know, it took, it does take time for the alcohol to leave your system and it takes weeks of like getting your body and your chemical balances in equilibrium. But then I never had another panic and anxiety attack again, not to say like you said, of course there's bad days, but not those down, those like really, really dark moments. No more, you know, no more. And Jen, did you get rid of that therapist? Please tell me you did. I, <laughs> she's been, she was fabulous, but I do think that it, you know she would she served my life for a purpose, and I no longer work with her. But you know, to her defense, I just think that again, it just shows our culture to some degree, and so it takes courage to step away and say, "Wait a minute, is this really serving me? Is this really bringing me life? And why am I doing it?" I think I've been getting clear on my intentions. Like when I go to a party. Why am I there? I'm there to connect with my loved ones. I'm there to laugh. I'm there to be present. And how does alcohol get me that closer to that goal? And it doesn't. It, it gets me further from that goal. And so, yeah. It's a great way to look at it. Uh, absolutely. And, and to, like, bring it back to what we were originally talking about, mocktails, you know, I have to tell you, that's point on, Jen, right? When we, right, because when we go to a party, we're there to connect. And one of the things that I recognize, if you go to a party and you don't have a drink in your hand, or if you have water in your hand, people are no longer connecting with you. They're connecting with why you are not doing what everyone else at the party is doing. And that cocktail eliminates all of that. Yeah, because they have no idea what you're drinking. Yeah, I mean, this looks like a regular beer. Yeah. And that, this is a Stella 0, 0.0. And no one knows you're drinking this and people that they think you're just having a beer. And they don't give you the same bloated feeling, or they haven't for me anyway, that beer used to. But it's nice to spend time with family and friends and you're still all together. And I, th I think I remember more stories. I have more to share, more to give than, um, than when I was drinking. The party doesn't like extend into regret the next day. Like now you get to see your family and friends you know, enjoy them. And then tomorrow, the next day is a new day. It doesn't carry over. There's no, these consequences that also carry over. Absolutely. It, it is. You know, when I look at all the money I have saved on Ubers, because I, I'm not going to drink and drive. Um, yeah. I mean, really, you know, it is every time, you know, on Reframe, we have an app that shows us how much money we save, how many calories we save, all that good stuff. And it is insanity what we spend to keep ourselves safe while we're drinking. Um, not only that, I tell this story all the time, and it's kind of embarrassing, but like, you know, I used to get in this habit where I live in Hoboken, almost anything can be delivered to your doorstep until midnight. Um, and I would, you know, especially during COVID, because I really went, my, my introvertness just came out. And I really went inside myself. But you would get drunk, and then I would order all this food because I, I needed to put carbs in me. And sometimes I would, like, pass out before the food even got here, and I'd wake up, 
and all this food would be sitting in front of my front door. And I was like, you're looking at it, and you're like, okay, this is $65 worth of food you order that's no longer good because it's been sitting out in your front door all night. <laughs> but, yeah, just things like that. Not only are you aware of what you're doing, you don't make stupid financial decisions like that. I mean, just being sober has saved me so much money from yes. my, you know, my bad, bad decisions. <laughs> well, I would just say that I think when I was drinking, I was, you know, I tend to be very black and white in my thinking. And so I was kind of doing the same with like work and then play. And so it was like work, like sober, obviously always very serious working. And then now it's time to play. And then play was like, oh, let's like drink. And then that's all we do. And now I think sobriety has taught me joy in all things of my life. It's not so work versus play. Um, I think I'm just finding, I don't know, I'm not, there's no reason to escape to the party anymore because I'm waking up on Monday, I'm refreshed, I'm having a good work week, I'm proud of my work by the end of the week, I'm ready to rest. And I think just overall life it's no longer just about the party for me anymore, um, the way it kind of used to be. And you probably just feel better about yourself, right? So you're not, you don't feel like escaping anymore because you actually like who you are. Because I know I feel that way. I used to, not, I remember specifically telling my best friend, like having a conversation with her and just being like, I don't like who I am. I, I don't, I just don't, I don't like who I am. I don't love myself. I don't. And now I am like, I actually do like myself. Like, I don't think I'm the best thing since sliced bread, but I think I'm, you know, I think I'm a pretty decent human and I, you know, I enjoy my own company. So I no longer feel like I have to be in all these parties surrounded by all these people because I don't want to sit with my thoughts and my feelings. No, I like my thoughts and my feelings and everything. I'm cool with that. I can be by myself on a Saturday night, and I am a-okay with that. Isn't that amazing? When was the last time you woke up and said, oh, God, who did I speak to? What did I do? How did I get home? Is there food by my front door? Like, oh, I used to immediately, if I had my phone, I would immediately go to the call list, recent calls, who did I call? Immediately go to my text messages, who did I text? Who do I need to say I'm sorry to? Um... You know, like that would be the first thing I would do when I woke up is how badly did I represent myself the night before? And just not having that, one of the gratitude prayers takes all of three seconds when I wake up is I wake up and I just thank the universe for allowing me to wake up actually feeling good, feeling healthy, um, feeling mindful. And it's, I say it every morning. I used to say, thank you for allowing me to wake up without a hangover. Now I say, thank you for allowing me to wake up feeling so healthy and well. And it, it is a very different life. You know, I am someone, the morning that I woke up and I was crawling to my, my bathroom floor because I was so ill. And I drugged my phone with me and I was just lying on the bathroom floor because it was nice and it was cool. And I started typing into Google on my phone, you know, quit drinking. And I knew that AA was not for me. I just knew it wasn't for me. Um, I'm very spiritual, not into organized religion. For those who are good, I'm glad you found that structure, but it's just not for me. Um, and I came across this thing called Reframe. And I remember not even really being able to think or process. All I knew was like, you have to do something. 
you have you cannot do this any longer and so i don't even remember what it cost me i'm just like buy buy and as i purchased it i'm like this is a waste of money and you know now i don't count my days any longer once again do what empowers you but you know that was february 5th february 5th 2022 and um you know since then um i've had i have had four days where i drank but that's a big freaking difference than drinking every day two bottles of wine and still in the process of discovering how to let go of those little steps um i've created new structure around me to actually get me through 90 days with no slips um this journey looks different for every human being you know as long as you're waking up and putting one foot in front of the other that's all you need to do but i went from thinking this is a the biggest waste of time to like wow i'm amazed by this app i show up because this makes such a difference for me i'm doing this mocktail video because these mocktails make such a huge difference for me and if they can make a difference for anyone else out there who is sober curious or realizes they definitely want to quit these are the tools that people were given me as i logged on to reframe and got on their chat and got on their check-in calls and i would listen to people say yeah do this and this book and this mocktail and this and you learn and you start to generate and create an alcohol-free life for yourself something that you can live inside of and feel proud of and prosper instead of sitting at home trying to white knuckle. So for anybody out there, um it is an amazing app if you want something a little bit different than what AA offers you. That's my shameless plug. Vonda, thank you for that and shameless plugs are fine on this show and I will shamelessly plug you because not only are you a big reason that when I got to that point where I was like I need this had something has to change it was a lot of that was just inspiration that had come from you and you graciously extending and reaching out and saying hey let's connect and you're a big reason that this episode happened because I wanted to have you back for a reunion episode you said no let's do a mocktail hour with some other ladies and because of again because of your selflessness the rest of the sober world gets to meet Lisette and they get to meet Jen and I got to learn more about Lisette and more about Jen and I got to learn more about you Vonda so thank you so much for being here ladies before we go real quick around the horn what if somebody this is the question I end up asking on a lot of these episodes if today was your last day and you had one more thing to say to people what would it be what's the one thing you would say in your last 30 seconds of your life no pressure <laughs> I I can tell you exactly what I would say if I had 30 seconds left to speak to someone I'd let them know that they are enough there you go what about you Lisa I think if I had 30 seconds left to live and I had to say one more thing to anybody it would be how much I love them and to just um show up for the people in your life and life and show them that you love them and say it often and and yeah cuz the truth is that you don't know when you're going to go and you want to make sure that they know that Beautiful. What about you Jen? I think something similar just um that uh you know be motivated in all things with love instead of fear. I think a lot of us miss out in life because of our fears. And so say what you want to say, give, forgive easily, show compassion because love is way more powerful than any of the fear um emotions. 
that's what I would say. It's awesome. What a great <laughs> way to end this episode. Uh, before we go, you can connect with me on Instagram at I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye. And then you can also join our private Facebook group uh, where you just look me up, Dana Crawl, D A N A K R U L L. Message me and I will add you to this private Facebook group that you can't search for. It's a place where you can connect with people like Vonda and Jen and Liseth and others who are in the audience. Uh, even if you don't want to connect here, please, what I would say in my last 30 seconds is just don't do this alone. Just try, just stop trying to do it alone because it's just, you can theoretically do it, but it's going to be so much harder and so much worse than it needs to be. So just find a community somewhere and in the Instagram sober community is a great place to start. So our next episode is going to be with a wonderful lady named Kate from the UK and she's on Instagram uh, has her Instagram name as loving the sober life so that will be the title of our next episode here I kissed alcohol goodbye and we'll continue this conversation about how life can actually get better when you're sober it's not like oh my gosh like how am I gonna have fun it's no I can actually enjoy being the life of the party or being with whoever is being the life of the party and then I don't have to feel hung over and thinking about what happened at the life of the party. It's the same idea. Like we can enjoy life actually more. We can love life more. So until then, Al and I are going to send you our best sober vibes. And ladies, you can join in with me if you'd like to in saying goodbye alcohol and hello life. We'll see you next time on I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye alcohol. Thanks, Dana. Oh, my gosh, that was awesome. (laughs) And goodbye, Al.